0: Let's do it. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw.
1: And I'm Aaron Flores. Is it just me, or does that music sound faster? It sounds
0: happy, sounds relaxed.
1: it honestly sounds like like it's it going sounds just like it's slightly being played faster one point
0: one two five speed. Is, I don't it, know. Is that really. a setting? Oh, Broadcasting maybe.
1: from the People's <laughs> Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
0: We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about intro music and thinking locally, in addition to enjoying a global perspective and the best that life has to offer along the way.
1: Covering bicycles, trains, transit. Realizing I don't know how to control the speed on this thing. I don't think there is a speed control. Uh, trains, transit, adventures, and life X, And today, skating. Skateboarding. Skating. Yeah. Skating and not hating. And other stuff. Indeed. And all I the think, other stuff. I think the title you gave me when we booked this was Scoot Skates and Those Who Hate. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I like that. Yes. Um... And we were talking a little bit about e-scooters. Hey, Corey Poole is in the studio. I should hey, actually introduce hey, you instead of hey. just talking at you.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the
0: studio, uh, Cory. Corey Poole,
1: this is your third time?
2: No, I think it's fourth or fifth.
0: Yeah! I, I okay. can't remember.
1: Okay.
2: I filled up the punch card
0: and I just lost track after <laughs> that.
3: <laughs> well, you
0: know what you get even if you don't have a punch card? What? You get some uh, kombucha. Yeah! From our, our friends down at uh, a certain location in southeast portland do you, do you know where that is aaron i believe
1: that's the beer on southeast division and 12th
0: that it is thanks as always to our
2: generous sponsors uh what are you enjoying there cory uh, i've got some uh lionheart uh heroes blend which is uh hibiscus and a bunch of other stuff i don't i'm not going to get into it but yeah yeah awesome awesome nice. stuff
0: I'm grabbing the Woodland Empire City of Trees Idaho Pale Ale. Yes, it does say Idaho. I was like, that looks like India, but no, it definitely says Idaho. Idaho Pale Ale. Yeah, I'd be curious (laughs) what Idaho Pale Ale is because it tastes pretty good.
1: Yeah? Yeah. How about you, Aaron? uh, I'm drinking water right now. Oh, uh, yeah. From the Clever Cycles purist, this is actually Anna's, (laughs) from her water bottle that she left.
0: Huh. take that yeah. yum mm.
1: thanks for coming it's like on the we show just, it's like we just kissed <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll be back soon <laughs> actually uh, this Friday yeah yeah it's so where up. where is she she's been in Salt Lake City for the past oh, six weeks that's right that's yeah.
0: right I did know that yeah That six weeks went really really fast
1: maybe it was only five or four it's but still, it whatever was it was it time. feels like it went really fast yeah, yeah. Is, is
0: it a partway break in the training
1: or it's, it's um, done. The training is done. Okay. And then she gets her assignment and then she gets a plane. Oh, yeah. Or several.
2: Alter yeah. herself. <laughs> I got I got to put a shout out if we're talking SLC to my friend Asa. Yeah. Asa down in SLC. So, hey, Asa, I, I know you're listening. And what up? Hey, Asa. Next time you're in Portland, I hope I hope he can come and watch a recording or something because yeah. he's awesome. Nice. You guys would like him. Oh, yeah. We should get Asa on the show. You know it.
1: If honestly, if you've mentioned that you've you've heard us and you're in town and it'll be a Monday, chances are we'd probably fit you in the studio.
0: There you go. I think we could make it happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Corey, for those that haven't heard the other eighteen times you've been on the <laughs> show,
2: <laughs> tell us a little bit
0: about sl- what you do.
1: I'm I feel guilty that I sold you short and I said only two. Only this is your third time.
2: I don't even know. I really don't know. Someone's going to fact check this and be like, no, Corey, you actually, this is your third time. I'll be like, oh, it seems like so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like I've been on like forever. No, I mean, yeah, it's been, I mean, because I guest hosted the one time and then I was on at least twice. There was one more.
1: There more probably it was yeah i can't
2: remember I, I honestly can't remember but it's been so awesome that it's just like it just feels so natural being here <laughs> even though the here changes like over time Ooh, the physical, yeah, the should, physical here should, changes uh, but the sprocketsness doesn't change
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like we should we should put a call out to our past guests of how many locations have you been to Mm. Not necessarily how many guest spots have you had from us, but how many locations?
2: Mm-hmm. I think I've got three. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting
0: at three, too. Yeah? Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's I, good stuff. I don't know of anybody who's been to every location.
0: It'd be kind of hard to. These, I don't these think... days, you might have to break into somebody else's house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, back when we were actually recording oh, that, those okay. <laughs> okay, okay, all right.
2: Um, but yeah, what I'm here to talk about, yes, is let's is, get down I, to
1: brass tacks. Here.
2: I, I am a skateboard transportation advocate. Yes, and what does that mean? That means I think everyone should be skating everywhere. That's what that everyone. Means everyone let's forget this the, bike business the let's, let's no, no no <laughs> no the bikes and the skates are friends yes so it's like i see it you know i i put in my time on a bike you know I, I i learned to ride a bike and then i spent some time driving a car and then i rode a bike again then i discovered i could just skate so it's i see it as like a natural transition that you make you hmm. go you kind of go from the the two wheels, the four wheels, the two wheels to the four wheels mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, skateboarding fits that magical zone like, you know, hey, I need to go to the store, but I don't want to worry about locking up my bike. Or I'm going to go to a pub and I don't want to leave my bike out in front. Mm. And that is where the skateboard comes in. Yeah. It's beautiful.
1: Or... Say you drive a bus for a living and you can't bring your bike on the bus, but you can bring a skateboard. And so there you go and impress the I'm kids. Gonna, I'm going to park here, but my house is two blocks away. So now I can skate those two, blocks. you know it. And yeah.
2: also, uh, you know, say you live in 125 square feet of living space yes. and you physically <laughs> do not have room for a bike, <laughs> yeah. which is increasingly a thing. Yes. This here, your good friend, the skateboard comes back. So, yeah, I mean, especially like in Portland, you know, we got the bike share now. Got all kinds, of got trains, buses.
1: Do we have scooter share yet?
2: I don't. We will. I don't think it's here. I was hoping no. it would be here. So I could be like, "Hey, I did the scooter share, but uh, it's going to be early August." Yeah, it's, coming. So, it's yeah, coming. It's coming.
1: It's is that also the Lime bike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same. That? It's yeah. the same.
2: It's like Lime and uh, uh, something Bird or Bird brand. Yeah, it's yeah. Bird. I think it's just Bird. Oh, okay, Bird scooters. Yeah, I'm only familiar with the Lime, Lime the Lime scooters. Launch. But mm. yeah, so you know, you got the yeah. I, I, it might be redundant to skate to get to an e-scoot. But, you know, I you could skate to get to an e- uh, e-bike, mm-hmm. you know, and then you put your skateboard in the little basket on the bike and go where you need to go. Maybe it's, like, five blocks to the nearest bike that you want to check out. Sure. Boom. There you go. I mean, Boom. it's
1: not terribly redundant to bike to an e-scoot in that the e-scoot is going to possibly take you farther with less Yes,
2: I just don't know. How would you carry the... Scoot yeah. on your like you need like a pack or something. Yeah, you need like a pack of course, or something.
1: Let's let's delineate or or uh define what we mean by skateboard, because I'm thinking like, you know, those little pill-shaped boards yeah. that are like eight or so that's not eight inches. That's not eight <laughs> inches. Is. That is <laughs> eight eight inches wide. It eight eight I'm, eight not inches wide. wide. I'm not sure yeah. what unit of no, 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 measurement no, no, no. that
2: is, but it's not eight. <laughs> no, whatever no. it is, I was thinking Banana eight inches board? wide,
1: but but then <laughs> but then like yeah like yeah like
2: a little um, you could get like a twenty
1: two inch little penny board that's or not, something. That's mm-hmm. not normally what you ride.
2: No, no, I'm I'm you know I'm going distance. I I don't expect people to be like me. I'm a weirdo, right? So, I'm, I'm like, oh, 30 miles? No problem. I'll take the board. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, I ride like a, a longer longboard, big fat 80 millimeter tire wheels, you know, and uh, it's made for push and distance. But, you know, most people don't really want a skateboard like that. I totally understand mm-hmm. that. If you really, you know, if you need a skateboard to get around, you really want the ideal tool to efficiently get you... From point A to point B, yeah, a drop deck longboard with good wheels, good trucks. Hey, that is going to be awesome. Still, way cheaper than any bike under the sun. But That's true. But you know, most people, the portability, the stowability, you know, the the cool factor, whatever it is, you know, a smaller board is probably going to be more their cup of tea. And there's a lot of people who just are really set on having a kicktail, which I, I understand. You know, you gotta be able to hop up on a curb or something. Uh, that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, my crazy big longboard would not fit with that crowd either. <laughs> so, but yeah.
1: You, you can't just pop up on a curb on that.
2: And I can crash into a curb <laughs>
1: and go flying.
2: Sometimes that's just as fun. I, it can be. It can be. Or, Especially uh, if
0: you like picking scabs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Broadway Broadway bridge crossings. And, oh uh, man, the bridges. They uh. they come to mind when I think of skateboards.
2: Yeah. There are seriously some bridges in town that will eat your entire, even like with my 80 millimeter wheels, they will eat your entire front truck at the bridge gap, oh. like in the yeah. middle. So like if you're not ready for it, it's just, it eats your whole board.
1: So last week we talked a little bit about like that bulge um uh, the ends of the Tillicum bridge mm, have you mm-hmm. tried that oh yeah on the skateboard not a problem oh really yeah
2: yeah they seem they seem really scary uh-huh. not a problem
1: i would think that would be worse than, the, the, than some of the other
2: the expansion joints on the hawthorne are like a 100 times worse mm-hmm. oh really yeah huh and the broadway has some bad ones and mm-hmm. the uh, center joint on the hot, on the uh, burnside is terrible like these are all much worse situations like that rubber thing like I've hit that thing going like 20-something. No problem. You just put <laughs> them right over it. Really? No problem. Nice. I was surprised, too, because I was kind of worried about it. Right, right. But I've seen other skaters with little tiny wheels going over it. My daughter goes over it. Hmm. Like, I go over it. It's not a problem at all. When you went over it the first time, did you know it was there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah. think
0: maybe that's the difference is the okay. expectation yeah. or, or knowing that well, it's coming.
2: you see it coming. Yeah. I think yeah. a gap in the road is actually worse. mm like, the, one of the saddest things that ever happened to me was I was riding on Hawthorne, and there's the joints when you get off the bridge and you kind of go up over on the flyover to go over the train tracks and stuff. There's a big, gnarly joint there that kind of hides in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And I'm skating along, no problem, no problem. And I hear, like, a weird, like, and this, like... <laughs> Don't you love that on the radio? So, um, this crazy scraping noise. I'm like, "What is that?" I looked down, and the rear truck was completely gone off my board. Oh my god! Oh like gosh. the tail, the whole tail is just gone. And <laughs> wow. and the board is low enough that it didn't really wreck my day. Hmm. It just like it kind of broke off, and it just kept sliding across <laughs> the surface. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know it it. it, it that it's amazing how like a joint that if that joint had been just like one centimeter smaller Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been an issue. Mm. And maybe the board was ready to die anyways, who knows? But you know, it's like, it can be an issue. It can't be a problem. Yeah. Surface quality is like one of the big things. So we, I, I, I'm, I help run an organization called Northwest skate coalition. Just put a plug out there. And uh, our, our whole thing is um, trying to work with cities to try to uh, improve the legality and the safety of skating. Mm hmm. And, you know, I talk to a lot of skaters as a result and really safety is the number one thing that people talk and about.
1: We're talking skating as transportation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah I, I, there's yeah. lots of people doing the recreation stuff. Hey, awesome. Go for it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've, we've carved out our little very small niche in transportation, but it's like, I'm mean, seriously, every, every study that's been done, every interview I do, it's like, why don't you ride in the street? Cause it's not safe. What's the biggest thing you worry about? A car killing me. You know, like, it's right. it's safety. Right. It's the same things bikes have to work, worry about. You know, it's it's all the same issues. Surface quality is an issue. Hills are an issue. Weather is an issue. Sure. Mm-hmm. Same with bikes. But, you know, the just general safety is what trumps everything, it seems. Mm-hmm. I think um, when we first met, it was part of the
0: active transportation class. I think we had the same class together there. Yeah. And I was curious because I I had forgotten. What was the project that you you worked on as part of that class?
2: Oh, yeah. The project, gosh. Yeah. So the project I started on was actually like to quiet a street in my neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm but I realized that was really boring. So I just talked about skateboarding <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. and it had a much, much more uh, 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 satisfying feel when I just started talking about skateboarding. Okay. Cause I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of low hanging fruit. I, I mean, I consider everything I do really low hanging fruit. Like most of what I do is I go to towns and I say, guess what? Guess what? Skateboarding exists. Mm-hmm. They're like, no. <laughs> and you know, mind blown yeah, it is but like i'll tell them like I, I tell them like yeah so like right now there are depending on the size of the city there are hundreds or thousands of people using these devices to get around your town today and all you have to do is not harass them but with the police like that's 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 <laughs> like a pretty low bar of entry all you have
1: to do is nothing
2: not prohibit them <laughs> and they will use this active mode and not take up a room with as many cars right Mm-hmm. And 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 seriously, like every time people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's great, cool, yeah," mm-hmm. and then a couple months later, I'll hear them and they'll say, "Corey, you won't believe it, you won't believe, it. I've been seeing so many skateboarders out there, mm-hmm. they're everywhere." I'm like, "Yeah, they were there all along." So yep, you know, yep. it's like, so you know, so a big part of what I do is just explain that we exist, um, kind of like if people the basic, like, "No, we're not out to kill ourselves. You can stop a skateboard without jumping off of it into traffic." All that kind of stuff. And uh, then the other thing, like the big, big dream I have right now is to uh, get uh, status legally at the state level. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Oregon has, like we're somewhere between like a, a push cart and a horse as far as the state law is concerned. Okay. So like we don't really exist.
0: How is it currently and what, what changes would you hope to see in that that would, that would sort of legitimize that as a transportation form in your opinion?
2: Well, like, like I said, like right now, like we're somewhere we, we, by some interpretation, we exist as like a protected class of vehicle. Hmm. By other interpretations, much we, like a horse or much a push like a court. horse, hey, we are literally between a horse and a pushcart, <laughs> uh, and because you know there's no headlights, there's no you know it's clearly not a bicycle, mm-hmm. it's clearly not a moped, you know all these other things that exist in the code, like we're just not mm-hmm. there, and so you know it'd be great if we could have a legal status because one of the barriers that we kind of come up with when we talk to these cities. Is there like, hey, we'd love to legalize skateboarding, but there's no status in the state vehicle code, so we can't let you on the street. Hmm. And that's why, even, even very biased. Bike- so they
1: couldn't say like, well, but we as a municipality will go ahead and, and, and make, I don't know, make the headway for that. Or? They
2: could, but it's hard. You know, yeah. Portland did that. Portland. Yeah. Portland was a Port- leader. You know, and they skateboards said skateboards have legal status. They in said this is yeah. ridiculous. Of course, skateboards can go on the streets. F- obey all the same rules as a bike. Go any place a bike can go, and you're good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other cities have done that. Salem has done that. Uh, places you would kind of be surprised. Eugene has not done that. <laughs> it that is, is completely surprising. illegal to skate on the street in Eugene. Wow huh interesting now that said i've skated all over Eugene (laughs) and i've never had a problem but then 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 the issue becomes an enforcement thing because it becomes very selective of who's getting pulled over Mm -hmm.
1: anytime enforcement yeah Yeah, it's kind of like when it becomes a
2: great and then the other fun thing i do and this is what i get a lot of the time is um you know i'll go to a town and i always i always make a point to do this when i'm kind of scouting out a a town first like i ask uh, some skateboarders like hey what are the skating rules here? And you know, they always have a, Oh, you can skate here. You can't skate there and blah, blah, blah. Then I go to the police and say, Hey, what are the skate rules in this town? Then they give me an answer. Then I go to the city hall Mm -hmm. and I say, can you pull the actual skate ordinances? Uh. And in most cases, none of them agree. Hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, it's not like a Venn diagram where <laughs> no, there's like any crossover. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. three separate sometimes circles. Sometimes there's some, but yeah, I mean,
2: a lot of we, the time. We all agree that skateboards exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, the, but you know, uh, uh, I mean, usually the clerk just kind of stares at me like, what What did you just ask for? Like, this is not a building permit or a parking ticket thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, that's what we get a lot. And I mean, of course, it'd be great someday to have the entire state kind of under some umbrella concept where it's like you could just know like hey i'm going to Klamath falls i know i can take my skate and not get a ticket mm-hmm. but honestly i i haven't scouted climate falls i don't know if you can right. skate without getting a ticket there you know i mean there's mm-hmm. some places like eugene ashland where you know these places you'd really expect to be skate friendly that are not <laughs> you know
0: so mm-hmm. i for some reason I, I have spent a decent amount of time in ashland and the skaters I actually knew growing up in college were from Ashland. Uh huh. Yet it doesn't surprise me that Ashland is somewhat unfriendly to skating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's not to say ill of it on a on a greater level. Other than somehow that doesn't surprise me. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> uh, it's interesting too because within the past I'd say five to ten years, I mean we've we're started starting to see what I think is just the very beginning steps of the e-bike revolution in the United States. And I'm curious about your thoughts in regards to electric skateboards and um, sort of where your efforts on that lie and also sort of what, what your feel for the lay of the land is right now.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, electric skateboards are, I mean, I think I feel kind of the same way a lot of the people feel about e-bikes is that if it, if it gets you doing it, great. You mm-hmm. know, really, it's, it's if that's what it takes to get you on this thing and try it out, go for it. And I also get people saying like, are you worried about what electric, not that many people, but some people say, are you worried about what electric skateboards are going to do? Like they're going to mess up skateboarding for the whole world or whatever. And like, hmm. these things cost like a thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as long as that is the reality that, you know, the, the, the price of entry to this community is like a thousand dollars or more. Like, I am not the least bit concerned because there just won't be enough of them out there to be a thing. You know, I see, I see some boosted boards around, you know, it happens, mm-hmm. but I see like 30 skateboards for every boosted board I see. Yeah. Just. Yeah. It's, but I've seen, seen a lot of the one wheels lately. Have you seen those? Things yeah. Like I've been seeing more and more of those. And they're not cheap either. They're really expensive. No, I think they're, they're about a K, K two. Yeah, or more. Really? Yep. Yeah, they're really, they're really spending.
1: I guess, I mean, yeah, it, because that's technology that, like, isn't really easy to just make yourself, I suppose.
2: Uh, no, 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 I would imagine not. But, you know, like a, a, a really good push deck, like the one I ride right now, like, Total cost, you're like maybe two fifty, you know, like, and that's a pretty good one. You can get a really nice setup. That's a pretty
1: low bar for entry.
2: Exactly, skateboards are cheap. They should be cheap. You know, it should Mm -hmm. not. It should not break the bank to buy a skateboard
1: and wheels. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and that's you know, and they're super easy to fix. The maintenance is virtually non-existent. Just don't ride them through puddles, and they'll last forever. (laughs) Right. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 a pretty easy thing to do. And the Mm -hmm. big question now are these e scoots and the the e scoot program. Getting back to that, and um, so.
1: It had failed in one city that I can't remember now. Uh Lime tried the e scooters and in then the, US? the city. Yeah, in the okay. the I city. I, I don't remember what city this is said. Like, nope, you can't do those here. Hmm. Uh and it had it something to in do Seattle, was it? Maybe. It had something okay. to do with like what we were talking about earlier where like skateboards don't necessarily exist or have like a a uh, uh a status legally. Yeah. And, and,
2: and that's a, that's a big problem. I mean, so the biggest things I've been hearing about the e-scoots is, and even skaters complain about this because some skaters are kind of down on scooters, but whatever. Some skaters <laughs> be haters. Not me. Not skaters me. Be not me. I love, I love all little freewheelie vehicles. Um, but so the problem is like parking. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that funny how everything comes back to parking? So, people I, with the scoots... That they, is a
1: very surprising...
2: Yeah, they leave them thief. everywhere. They yeah. just like, you know, they'll just leave them in the middle of the sidewalk. They'll leave them sticking out in the street, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way because they're just like... They just see scooters all over the place in like San Francisco and yeah. Seattle and other places. Yeah, what's your take on that? Well, i I mean... <sighs> It's really easy to be like, oh, they need to really get their acting gear and park their scooters in the right place. But then it's like I look on a typical street and I'm like, I see fifty cars. Thank you taking (laughs) up, (laughs) taking up, taking up like my entire field of view. Like you know, I cannot look anywhere without seeing a car. And guess what? In the space it takes to park one car, you could park like eighty scooters. Mm -hmm. So you know, let them all in there. Yeah, Yeah. let's let's just take like maybe one parking space per block and make it a combination bike corral, scooter corral. Skate, maybe get some, some of those cool skate, uh, Combination pizza things, and Taco Bell. Get a taco truck on the corner. <laughs> oh man, that wouldn't that be awesome? That is a city that I want to be in yes. right there. That is a city I want to be in. So like, yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of like, that's the way I see it. It's kind of like, come on guys, priorities. Like, and they're like, oh, they're all over the place. They're going to crash into someone. I have yet to hear of a scooter fatality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people get hit by cars and killed all the time. It's very sad, but you know, you don't hear about people getting killed by scooters. Yeah. I think, I think you have a
0: great point about the like visual impact. And I think that people are naturally resistant to change. And so I, I, I sort of was on the fence about it when, when first sort of approaching it. But then I think I read an op-ed maybe in bike Portland, or or there's somebody that pointed out that same argument of like, well, exactly. Like, look how many vehicles, look how many private vehicles are there. And so I think it's something that, it's just sometimes we forget how normalized car culture is, like even to the point that that question is not even brought up. Uh, yep. And, you know, this would hopefully not be the podcast where we would do the same. <laughs> and I don't think it is. But uh, yeah, even I had a little bit of trouble with it at first. Um, it's different. It's, yeah, it's, it's different, different, but not necessarily. Yeah, like I guess those who throw stones or,
2: or just like it, it's all about how you think about it. I mean, it took me a while because, you know, I see a scooter, I'm a skater. I'm like... It's just like a skateboard only with a stick to impale yourself with. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to a perfectly good platform where you could just add two more wheels and make it a perfectly functional vehicle? But no, they had to add this stick on the front for some reason. Mm-hmm. But whatever the stick makes people feel more comfortable. I don't know, whatever. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it is just a lot of people getting used to a new thing mm-hmm. and it's hard to get used to new things. And the other factor is that people are riding these scooters on sidewalks. Right? In Mm -hmm. these cities, they're riding on sidewalks. But that gets back to the other thing. Why are they riding on sidewalks? It's because
1: they don't want to die. Yeah, they don't feel comfortable riding on the road. Yeah, it's
2: really scary. So how do you fix the problem? You create safe biking facilities, and the scooters will naturally go Mm -hmm. into those facilities, as they do in New York and D.C. and other places where they have Mm -hmm. pretty good protected bikeways. You see a lot of these little Mm e-scoots using them now. So, yeah. And and
0: worst case scenario too, if it was even a um, matter of of public uh, visual display or such, like you could you could also just not let them in the city until they signed a contract that said we will clean up this sector, <laughs> you know, at least this amount of time. I just want to, like I'm that.
2: picturing. I'm picturing like so. Okay, the scooter, the scooter stands on its own, right? So it has. It stands on its own. How hard would it be to make it like kind of wiggle? So mm-hmm. it can detect if it's in the sidewalk and just kind of scooch itself out. Ooh. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be pretty like neat. Someone yeah. just like sits in the sidewalk and just kind of <laughs> until it just kind of works <laughs> its way out of the sidewalk. Like, not so fast it's going to hit anybody, but just, mm-hmm. just like, oh, right, just kind of working my way out of the sidewalk. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Wouldn't that be cool? I yeah. think that'd be cool. <laughs> Self-balancing scooters something like that.
1: I, I really like this idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it. I like I said, I hoped I hoped it would be active by the time I was here, but it, it's not. But right. I'll be happy to come back and report or do a field. I can do a field report from a scooter. Yeah.
0: Caller voicemail. How cool yeah. would that be? Yeah. I'd be like, Oh
2: my god, I'm riding a scooter.
0: I got it. Right, we'll hold
1: you to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I got a chance to ride the line bike a little bit earlier this month and um it's really interesting because I think so many people look at the bike town bikes and assume that they're electric just because of the bulk associated with them, both the line bikes actually being E assist and I would guess somewhat similar to riding one of the scooters as well. Uh, I think for thirteen miles an hour like that is what the traffic lights are timed to in downtown Portland. So just made going and staying with traffic like that much easier, I could see where it's gonna really like shake things up and it's gonna be kind of exciting to see. I think for as um, much as what the city's efforts and everything has accomplished so far, uh, it's only going to get better because we're just continually reducing these barriers to access both scooters, you know, skates, and also biking too. It's, yeah, it's never been easier in Portland to to use alternative transit.
2: And the share the the share mechanism breaks down the transit barrier mm-hmm. so well, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like you you don't have to worry about like, can I take it on the train mm-hmm. or not? You just say, oh, like, yeah.
1: I can just leave it at this station. And we yeah. were
2: talking, what, shared autonomous vehicles
0: with Chris Smith uh, yeah. a couple of episodes ago. And it's kind of funny because literally next month, like you, it's already there for scooters. Oh, like real? it's already oh, there for yeah. bikes. Yeah. Um, that shared, that shared use. Yeah. If you think of it as a vehicle, um, we're, we're sitting here banging our is. heads about how to yeah. do it with <laughs> AV or um, semi-autonomous vehicles, but it's
2: already there. Yeah. could be live in the, live in the future right now. We'll
0: see if they put scooters out at 185th. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your your target location? Oh, oh I uh, just I just think um I just think it it should be a citywide effort as well, opposed to just downtown.
2: Apparently they're doing that, and that was one of my big questions because they're requiring that was it 25 percent of the fleet or something be way out in the middle of far east Portland. But and I'm really? like, why aren't they holding Bike Town to this? Why are they only requiring the e scoots meet this bar? Mm-hmm. Yet right? Bike Town can be like, we will. We will occupy the juiciest locations Mm -hmm. possible,
1: and they're spreading. Bike Town is spreading out a little bit, but you're right. Like they, they haven't been slowly. Yeah, they haven't been held up. At least, definitely not to that standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I would love to see
2: some parity there. I'm sure there's some some methodology of why they're why they're targeting that that way, but you know, it just seems like a a real yeah. Skaters ha, skates and scoots and all these uh, active modes have always been easy targets. It's just always been like, well, we gotta let bikes do this and that, but we're not letting those guys in. You know, yeah. it's just really easy to kind of single them out and say yeah. like there's something completely different. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could see it, but I hope I hope it takes off far east and it should. Yeah. yeah. It should. Absolutely. And I actually have it's can I talk about stuff coming up? Do you yes. some I mean, do I have to wait for the events calendar? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, I, there's some cool skate stuff happening this coming weekend. Nice. So the uh, Mount Tabor Downhill Challenge will be oh, yeah. happening on July 27th. It is, uh, let's see here. So the actual event is 10 a.m. and probably goes to like, I don't know, 1 or 2 or whatever. And then there's also going to be on the twenty seventh, uh, from six to nine, there's gonna be a freestyle longboard dancing event. So you can Longboard
1: dancing. Like yeah. dancing while on a longboard. So
2: dancing is like flat landing. Okay. Oh, okay. Kind of getting back to BMX terms. So it's like you're doing like flat land moves mm-hmm. on your longboard. It's called dancing. Okay. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. It's a great it's a great way for people who aren't like downhillers to get in on the scene because mm-hmm. the entry bar is basically zero. You just have to be able to stand on a board. And if you fall, you just fall. Exactly. And then on Sunday, the 29th, they're re uh, revamping the Skate Scavenger Hunt. Okay. So the Skate Scavenger Hunt has been a, a tradition in Portland, which is awesome. But this year, they're starting in Laurelhurst Park, which is going to be a lot different. It's always been downtown. So I have, I have no idea how they're going to switch this Ooh. up to move mm-hmm. it to Laurelhurst. Mm-hmm. But it's always a lot of fun. Um, in the past, it's been an event where it's highly advantageous to have a friend on roller skates. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause, oh, cause you they're, do like a slingshot been, kind well of thing? Well, there have been or?
2: multipliers. So it's like you can your team can get so many points for getting a picture of this. But if you have a roller skater, also Ooh. it multiplies it. Oh, and then if you have nice. a roller skater and a skater and a scooter or whatever, mm-hmm. jumping over a scooter, you know, multiplies <laughs> it even more. Yeah. You know, so, right. so it's, it's kind of, it's a lot of fun. I encourage anyone to check that one out too. That's going to be Laurelhurst Park on Sunday the 29th at doesn't say. So, um, you can look up the seventh annual Mount Tabor Downhill Challenge. Nice. And that's a good way to, to find it. I think it's, On various websites and hopefully we can get a link to it oh yeah Yeah. so if um, anyone listening to this was skate
0: curious so to say what would be your your top three tricks or your top three tips
2: for getting into it tricks don't die good that's a good one to lead (laughs) no no there's only there's one really big trick and it's hard for people it's really hard is it the ollie no it's not the ollie. so it's really hard (laughs) it's get some very basic instruction before you start So I've seen a lot of people over the years because I've been doing this for a while and I've seen a lot of people over the years who are like, yeah, I tried skating and yeah, I kind of like went down a hill and got going way too fast and got speed wobbles and (laughs) crashed and I decided I would never do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, how many people would do that with a bike? Like, I got this bike, and I just kind of jumped on it, and <laughs> I don't know what those spinny things under it were for, and I just kind of like rode it on my belly, and I crashed <laughs> into a pole, and I'm never doing it again. Like, right, you know that right. nobody mm-hmm. does that, but for some reason, skateboarding, there's this idea that like I can just do this. Like, it's it's easy, and, easy, so
0: easy, but almost to a fault that that you just make this assumption that you'll just naturally be like just hop
3: on, boom.
2: And, and it's not difficult. Like any, mm-hmm. anyone can learn. It, you just, it takes like maybe an hour of just very basic instruction to kind of get the basics down and you could be using a skateboard. So that would be my number one trick is get some basic instruction. And then number two trick is kind of falls under this category is learn to foot break because. Jumping off your vehicle is never a valid mechanism <laughs> of stopping a vehicle. Right. Like, I mean, just picture your car. It's like, okay, here's a stop. So I'm going to roll out of the car. <laughs> do a, do a, do a, this is how I always stop. Yeah. Uh, and then it just rolls until it hits something. Right. Then I go and get back in it and yeah. drive off from there. Uh. You know, nobody does. That's not a valid mode. You know, it's like, so yeah, learn to foot brake. Foot braking is a really, again, not a terribly difficult skill once you know how to do it. But you can, it creates a level of security in your mind because you can safely manage your speed and stop at will, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Then then, you can
1: go down that hill. You're less likely to get your speed wobbles. Yes. mm
2: -hmm. Yes. And you
1: can stop. You don't have to run into something.
2: The world opens up. The world (laughs) opens up. And then the third one, if you want to get fancy, would be uh, sliding because... Okay. Let's face it, shoes are kind of spendy, Yep. and uh, you do enough foot braking, you wear out your shoes. So sliding. And sliding is, what would that look like? Uh, picture snowboarding. Okay. You just, to stop, you throw the board sideways, mm-hmm. and you stop. And, and when you, if, if you know how to slide, most people learn first with putting a hand down on the ground with slide gloves. Mm. So you, you put your hand down first, and then once you kind of get the hang of it, you can do stand-up slides. And then it really looks like snowboarding. And uh, people stand up sliding can stop as fast as any bike.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, there was actually some pro skaters, downhillers, who challenged a guy with a mountain bike with big disc brakes and whatever. And they went down. like They got up to like 30-some miles per hour. And then they tried to stop on a line. And the skater was just like a foot shorter than him. Wow. So it's it, well, yeah, not bad but, at all. It's yeah. a very effective way of, of stopping very quickly. Mm-hmm. So those are Corey's big, Skate Tricks. Do we have a theme song for that? Corey Skate Tricks. I'll put one in, do, in post. Do, do. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Corey Skate Tricks. I don't know. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I didn't
0: talk while you were doing that, so that we can actually pull <laughs> yeah. that clip.
2: Yep. <laughs> we're now yep. going to use that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs>
0: it's funny you mentioned uh, being on one's belly, because I think thinking of skating, at least as relates to my, my growing up is concerned is me living in salem speaking of places that now allow skating on the street which wasn't actually i think the case as much as it was now back in like 2007 or so Uh, but with that we lived in sort of a area where the the road in front of our house was a bit of a natural half pipe and so it was me being in this like not too trafficked area, but every now and then a driver would roll through. And I was just like seeking this speed constantly uh, because I don't think I had a bike at that time. But um I eventually ended up putting like cat litter on the skateboard so that I could weigh it down more. And then I would like try to get maximum speed and just like lose it. And then just and then I, I remember getting to this point where I had a close call with somebody who did pull out of a driveway. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should reconsider that. And, I'm picturing uh, the
2: newspaper article now. Statesman <laughs> Journal. <laughs> young Police man. Confused young confused <laughs> cat litter. Cat litter caper. <laughs>
1: cat litter everywhere. Blood. Cat, <laughs> cat like, litter would absorb the blood. Exactly. I perfect. was just
0: looking out for well, my future self. Well, you wouldn't bleed out
1: anyways. See?
0: It's true. I would so just shove cat litter Where in.
2: were you in Salem?
0: Uh, it was West Salem. Up, up um, like Glen Creek. Yes. Like way... Actually, at the top of Glen Creek.
2: I was also living in Salem in 2008. Oh, and, nice. And that was when I was... Forging my my gears, were turning as to how we could legalize skating mm-hmm. in west in Salem because mm-hmm. I was I was skating all over the place. Back, yeah, Glen Creek's is some serious hills up there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It and was you, uh, you did not need the cat litter. It's true,
0: but uh, you know, <laughs> f- fourteen year old me definitely thought differently at, at that all point. Right. In time. All right, all right. Well, yeah, we should, we should, no, we get you on,
2: let's get you on a board again. I'll I'll teach you how to get some speed without yeah, cat litter. I'd love to learn how to to uh, what what do we call it uh, to
1: skate or to slide
2: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it <laughs> can we talk yeah. about Pedal Palooza more I know you guys are sure. talking yeah. about Pedal Palooza actually
1: I don't think we ever did like a Pedal Palooza wrap up we had no posthumous, episode. yeah,
2: Pedal Palooza episode so to all the people in the listening audience if you don't know about Pedal Palooza you need to know about You haven't
1: been listening. You haven't been listening. You haven't been paying attention,
2: which I understand. I get kind of distracted, too. I mean, that's kind of... You put on sprockets in the background. You're doing your chores, whatever. Yeah. But Pedalpalooza is so amazing. We go
1: great with vacuum cleaning. It, that, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Seriously. Well, all of it. Power <laughs> so, washing. So, so Pedalpalooza is so cool. And I want to know what your guys' favorite ride this, this year was. My
1: very favorite ride. Honestly, I so this was the first year I did the Opener. The, the uh, kickoff ride. And
2: that's where I saw you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's where we kind of ran into each other, figuratively speaking. Um, which, by the way, you do a number of pedal palooza rides on your
2: skateboard. I do all of my pedal palooza. I'm trying to think, have I ever, I don't think I've ever done one except for on a skateboard. Yeah.
1: Um, also ran into you and Penny on the unicorn ride. I was on yeah. a different ride. It was like that pedal palooza magic where two rides hmm. crossed each other. But, uh, as far as like just a really relaxed but giant ride the kickoff ride might have been my favorite.
2: It was really beautiful. Like do you, yeah. Were you there? I you was not were... at the kickoff. So the I mean probably what 1500 people, don't you think? Yeah. At least oh, a yeah. thousand. At,
1: at, at least a thousand, more than a thousand definitely. Yeah. Um
2: and they loop probably
1: 1500? Yeah.
2: And and everyone's just gleefully happy because it's the Pedal Palooza kickoff ride. And we, you know, we go down to Lads Edition and then the ride crossed itself. Hmm. So it's like, the, you know, we went, they went all the way oh, around the, like, was, in the outside so of great. Lads. Like it wasn't just around the circle. It was around like all like, the 26 acres of Lads Edition. Something like that. And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they came back and suddenly we're like watching the ride. Crossing the road, and we're like, we have to stop because that's us. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just so amazing. Nice. Seeing that it was so cool and such a yeah, and you know, I don't understand why Travel Oregon and like every Portland tourist bureau, whatever, isn't just like all over. Come Canada. out, yeah. spend the month. I mean, really, like if I didn't live in Portland, that's mm. what I would be trying to do. Be I like, how one can- of
1: my one of my theories is like travel Portland. Uh, I am going to guess is part of like the tourist bureau, which is an official city organization and pedal palooza, not official by any means whatsoever. No. Um, And I imagine that's partially by design and, and I would, in my opinion, would like it to stay that way, but because it's not an official thing, I imagine the city also doesn't want to embrace that too quickly either Mm.
2: i think they should embrace the sunny naked beach ride i mean it's
3: (laughs) yeah yeah embrace (laughs)
2: embrace it the fact that on the world naked bike ride day you can ride from more from dawn till the next day naked yeah in groups yeah like there's this one after another all day long Mm -hmm. it's crazy my
0: favorite part is um guiding tours during pedal palooza and getting to explain like yep yeah. No. Th- yes, that's a thing. It's totally a thing. Every year, it, beca- <laughs> it's happening literally in front of us right now. Check it out. Also yeah. tonight. Guess what's going to happen?
2: <laughs> I, I saw. I saw a lot of bike towns, and I, mm-hmm. I I ask people when they're on these group rides, like, "Hey, you're on a bike town. How's it going?" And a lot of the times they're tourists, and it's cool. Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. way to jump into Portland, you know, with both feet. That's great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, think about it. If if you were in like Paris or you know, some other large city and you just saw this cultural phenomenon occurring. Like um, I'm trying to think of, of like relative equivalents in other cities, but you know, something that's so much itself within the city, like that would be probably something that would be the most memorable to me visiting another destination would be taking part in that, in that festivity. Um, So I think there's a lot to be said for that. And it's nice that people
2: are taking bike town and getting good use of it. Yeah, so so what other rides you got? We we both did the kickoff ride. Yeah, my my personal favorite was the Loud and Lit. Did you do that one? I did not. I didn't I see was, you there. I
1: was out of town then. But there like, was like there's year?
2: like two thousand people. So wow, uh, there's a lot of people. I didn't see yeah. who were there. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I can not recommend this ride enough to people. Really, it's it, it's so amazing. Have you done it? Have you I done
1: the Loud and Lit? I'm trying to think. No. So this one... I have not. I did drop out prom. Okay, is, that's a
2: great one, too. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one, too. And and kind of inside baseball, because like a lot of the people who are like really in the Portland bike scene yeah. are really into that one. So, yeah. But it's a great way to meet people. So Loud and Lit is an, one of the mega rides. It's the last ride, I think. It's like the last official ride, I believe.
1: Usually... It's, like, towards the end. If it doesn't make it to be the last, it's because other people have added theirs on later on.
2: Like, 2 a.m., yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, so so it's, like, at the very end of Pedalpalooza. It's huge, and it's where all the sound system bikes come out. Mm -hmm. And so they have, like, these three and 400-watt sound systems on their bikes. And, and like, custom cabinets. With custom cabinets. And there's, like, the lead bike has, like, I think it's up to four... Bikes pulling the DJ booth yes. with a live DJ actually mixing in route, yeah. and um, people. So there's multiples of those, and then people light light up their bikes and persons. Mm-hmm. And so and that
1: that is always like the thing that attracts me most. Oh, that. it's it's yeah. just spectacular. Well, so to any of the rides, I love to see people's lights set up. All the yeah. light up mm-hmm.
2: stuff. And so this year, because I'm on a skateboard, I can't easily carry a sound system. I do have a skate trailer. I think Aaron has ridden in it. I have, but it's a little awkward to carry across town. did do real distance on. I just don't feel like it. So
1: I imagine also because it sits so low to the ground, it'd be hard in group settings. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Like, I don't know what it would be like. In Any case, I, you yeah. know, I do bike moves with it, and that's yeah. kind of my what I do with it lately. Okay. Um, but uh, so I decided instead of a sound system because I can't really do that, I put a light pole. So I have like disco lights on a pole. Hmm. And then I can hang out next to my favorite sound system bikes and give them some sweet <laughs> oh, light that's, that's effects. The cool, uh-huh.
1: You got like this, this scepter. Yeah, it's a like, scepter. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, no. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's a scepter. This is, this we'll is cool. We'll post a picture. We'll yeah. post a picture, but it's a scepter of light. I call it the disco stick. Someone told me that's a Lady Gaga song reference. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's got like lots of LED lights on it and it's really cool and fun. And so at the end, every, like this, this year and last year, they ended on the East Bank Esplanade, but they, they move it around mm-hmm. and it's just like this enormous dance party that occupies just hundreds of yards mm-hmm. linear Yeah. linear dance party with multiple. Sound system. Drop out so,
1: prom is kind of like that with a little less sound systems.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, drop out prom is amazing too. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. Pedal palooza, people. Pedal palooza. <laughs> can't can't recommend this enough. And bring your skateboard. Yes. Because every every pedal palooza ride I've been on, they've been either very tolerant of my skateboard or downright excited about my skateboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So there's, I've seen you. There's one other person who's pretty regular on on group rides, whose name I can't remember right now. Maybe Alf Copas. Possibly
2: long hair guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Al, yes, yes, yeah. uh, fast Al.
1: Um, and yeah, every time I've seen them, like the reaction from the group has always been like, "Oh yeah, come on, join!" You know, yeah. It was never. It was never like, "Oh, who's this dude?"
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Midnight Mystery Ride guys were a little funny about me for a bit. And really? Then they, they were like, "Yeah, you can keep up. He's good."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it probably is also because I, I like. Wear, if you couldn't, it wouldn't matter anyway. It's also because right. I'm
2: I'm a weird. I, I wear day glow and I have like a headlamp on my helmet, and I just mm-hmm. I don't look like your typical skater, so that might have been contributing to it too. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, but it's all good. So we got pedal family yeah. bike camping. Who's been bike camping this summer? Ah we actually oh no yet. oh no. no august
0: august 4th is going to be i think our first bike camp where are you it's going a, uh probably wilson river nice so it's just like all-time favorite for hopping out of portland banks Vernonia. i think it, it, if it's hot it's the river if it's yeah. not so hot probably banks Vernonia.
2: yeah so uh weekend before this last one we did the kidical mass family bike camping trip nice which i think i've talked to you about on this show before But it is awesome, too, because families with kids get together and ride as a group out to a camping spot and camp together, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. That is really cool.
1: Where to go, this? Yeah.
2: It was uh, Dodge Park this year. So, it's like a 27-mile ride, I think. Oh, that's not bad at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Dodge Park is not, you know, it's hardly rough camping. But there's a river. And really cushy camps, you know, tent spots and fire rings and showers. So, you know, it's kind of nice after a long hot ride to mm-hmm. be able to take a shower. So, yeah, it's a blast. So anyone who has kids who wants to come out and join in that. And Kidical Mass does rides throughout the year. And so if you want to get on bikes with your kids in a group setting where the kids can feel comfortable riding with other kids and other families, Kidical Mass is a great way
3: to go.
1: Yeah. Um, so do you skate? the critical mass rides
2: i do not skate the camping ride okay i do skate all the others okay and penny alternates like she's like unicycle skate bike unicycle walking ball she the walking (laughs) ball is tricky she tried to do a pedal palooza ride on the walking ball last year yeah Mm -hmm. But the walking globe is slow. It's like a slow walk. So we did the slow ride. It's heavy Mm. too. Yeah. You could do the hands-free Olympics like a badass. (laughs) Well, she, she, I'm going to brag on my daughter here. So she actually set the unofficial world record for a speed record on the walking globe. The meter, which involved us going online and finding like another YouTube video of someone claiming to have set the record, <laughs> and she and she beat that.
1: Oh, nice. So nice.
2: so it's like yeah, she may be the fastest walking glober in the world. We'll see. <laughs> mm. She is certainly the fastest walking glober at Lads Edition.
1: Yes, Ooh, yeah.
2: We don't live in Lads Edition, but she goes around it on rare occasion. Is she on a twenty-six inch unicycle or twenty-nine? Uh, her unicycle, I think is a 22, 22. or 24. Okay. She's pretty small still. She's okay. 10. Oh yeah. 24 Should be the good, the good bet. Yeah. And she does like, she does like, she's the longest ride she's done are the Sunday parkways on the unicycle. Okay. And that's, she's wiped after that. It's a long way. So yeah.
0: Oh, totally. Especially, like, especially on a unicycle.
2: But like walking globe, like one mile, you're done. Like yeah. that's a lot of work to walking globe that far. So
1: mm-hmm. well, Corey, thanks for coming in. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah um do you want to hang out for our news and mail absolutely awesome here comes our calendar calendar. don't don't ever use that the
0: second thursday of every month the joyful Riders club in minneapolis
1: the second friday of every month the boston bike party
0: also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party.
1: Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party.
0: And the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party.
1: Every second Sunday of every month, here in Portland, the Corvidi Bike Club Ride. Caca!
0: july 22nd sunday parkways downtown
1: oh that was yesterday
0: but it was still really cool it was did, so cool did you go did you oh, have a yeah. kitchen That's, give oh, us, yeah, give, us the the, give us the 30 second rundown of sunday uh, parkways downtown uh or the minute and a half version. yeah That's so we did on
2: skateboards <laughs> it was hot but amazing we being you and Penny? my daughter and yeah. and a friend of hers was on a bike and uh. so and the the thing that like reeked of portland was that in less than a mile there were three different circus things hmm. Oh, so it's just like, boom, boom, boom circus. We spent like two hours in like that little <laughs>
0: space.
2: <laughs> nice. I like the, uh, I, I, I don't think it was
0: the nature conservancy, but there was, uh, an organization giving out salmon hats with streamers. Oh yeah. yeah. They do that, that all was, the time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. Cause we get people coming back to the shop and then I just take their hats home.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> Cause got, leave them there at the shop. Yeah. They're like, oh. we don't need
0: this anymore. And I was like, that's okay. I will appreciate your salmon hat post uh, post ride. Right awesome. On. But you know, I also like salmon. So, Uh, the August seventh, National Night Out.
1: August nineteenth, the Portland Century.
0: And September second, the Tour de Lab, where you can use code Sprocket eighteen to receive five dollars off your entry.
1: September. Oh, hey, let's rewind. August eleventh. August eleventh is the Swift Summit Northwest. Mm. Yes. I don't know if the registration is still open. You should check it out just in case it is, if you want to ride it. Um, If you want to just come hang out, the Sprocket Podcast, as in myself, will be there interviewing people, um, writers, participants, spectators, whoever, come, hang out, talk with me. Do it.
0: On September 8th through September 9th, the Bike MS-150.
1: Uh, September 22nd, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts.
0: And upcoming film-by-bike tour dates, Albany, New York, July 22nd. Yesterday! Seattle, Washington, Vancouver, Washington, to be announced. And Arcata, California, November of 2018. Lastly, Bendigo, Australia, October of 2018. And now for...
2: What can compare with the thrill of
3: a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. That'll just fast as we can into the morning light. That'll
0: just fast as we can into the daylight. will just fast as we can. From CNNTech.com via BikePortland.org, Uber's e bikes are cannibalizing rides from guess what? Uber's Them car sales. share program. Uh, Quote, this is having a positive impact on things cities care about, notably congestion and reducing carbon, says Andrew Salzberg, who leads the transportation policy and research at Uber. People who are serious about moving people more efficiently and fighting congestion should be leaning into the idea of allowing modes like bikes and scooters to be prevalent.
1: Yes. Well, he's saying something we've already known.
0: We've been knocking on that door for a (laughs) while. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is it's interesting. Um, I imagine the way it went down was uber saw this as like an acquisition to to get some um, residual positive incomes. vibes hashtag yeah and possibly yeah to help help. Uh, remarket their brand
0: yeah i'm not um, sure if you've listened to an uber ad lately but they they turned the volume up to 11 on their re-imaging oh
1: really oh yeah <laughs> I, I oh have not. yeah
0: <laughs> it's uh M- malcolm gladwell has a fantastic podcast if anyone's looking for for a good think and a listen and they're one of the sponsors and you can tell that like whoever took over that position was like we need to like, <laughs> we need to do something, and that something Guys, results in Guys, word on us, the street
1: like, is we're not cool anymore. Word
0: on the street is we aren't the assholes
2: we used to be. No, really, <laughs> we're seriously not the
1: assholes we used
2: to be. <laughs> we hardly will kill anyone with our robots. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh yeah, that was uh. as long as you have
2: the app installed. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great. I'm glad
0: that uh I'm glad that Uber is moving towards this. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting cuz yeah, my imagining is is that it went down as like, you know, this is a viable way we could get some residual income or maybe get our foot into mm-hmm. a different kind of market share and then realizing, oh, that market share is actually taking over our actual market share. What we originally, what they should know, be set out though, to do. Oh no, I just, think they totally are. Oh good, oh good. You know, um, just sort of like pleasantly surprised. Mm. And it's possible that Uber may be like to use a a inside tech term, pivoting to mm. a different to a different product. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I see that as a step towards that, anyways. Yeah. So. Uber drivers, better start looking for work.
0: You could uh, get <laughs> you, you, two, We're sorry. We're so scooters. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry for we're your so, loss. So- Speaking of um, uh, new things that work, uh, from BoltBusEntertainment.com. An Bolt, actual website. That they made, probably to announce th- the entertainment, which we'll now be reading to you, is Bolt Bus Entertainment now streaming and free. When you travel on Bolt bus you can catch up with the latest movies right from your seat. Wow, this is really uh, marketed. Um, <laughs> or, or you can watch movies on the Bolt bus now. There. I'm just yeah. going to put it that way. Okay.
1: Cuz you yeah. couldn't watch
2: <laughs> movies before on the Bolt bus. I well, mean, now you they have Wi-Fi
1: supposedly. They do. But now they have like that movie service included. Ah. Okay. So as opposed to like, Not, you know, going to your own Personal movie service. Yeah, who has who has a
2: streaming service these right. days? I mean, nobody. now they
1: have their their in-house streaming service. You know
2: what? I want to try? Have you guys heard of this cabin thing? Have you heard of that? No.
1: Oh yes, the yes. cabin bus. They mm-hmm. we've we've talked about them before. I can't remember their original name now. Um. You can sleep yeah. on the bus. Yes. Yeah. How mm-hmm. come? It's so why amazing. Why
2: haven't we had this before? Like, I want to go sleep on a bus and just magically appear in the city I'm heading yeah. to. That'd That's be some, beautiful. Uh,
0: some Harry Potter shit
2: right there. That's right. That's right. A little shorter, I think. A yeah. Shorter. <laughs> shorter. Less
0: magical, but still yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the
1: Bolt Bus is a um, a bus that you can, uh, not charter, you buy a ticket to, much like a Greyhound. And uh, it's up and down the West Coast, as far south as San Francisco.
0: Yeah, I would say at least that. Yeah. I don't know if there's a bolt between...
1: And as far north as Vancouver, mm-hmm. BC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um I've taken one a few times to Seattle. It's a good ride. And, yeah, they do have Wi-Fi. Um, and you can cram your this- uh,
2: bike below for no charge. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: yes. Uh, customer or other luggage gets first priority, so if by chance there isn't room for your bike, you might have to figure something out, but there's rarely... I don't think that ever happens. I, I don't know of anybody that's happened to. It's never happened to me.
2: Or you can take your skateboard, and there's always room for your skateboard. There you go.
1: See, another another reason why you should also be skating. Well, we,
2: talked, we did the whole travel with skateboard episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: There you oh. go. Well... You know, I may not have a skateboard with which to travel, but you know what we have? What
0: do we have, Aaron? We got mail.
1: Hey, we got mail.
0: From supporter Todd G in D.C. I listened to the Pedal PT episode while on the subway and learned that my saddle may be too high. I lowered the saddle on my Brompton as soon as I got off the train. A sore knee issue has been nagging me for a number of weeks. Being 62 kind of sucks sometimes and sorting out a knee issue so that I can just keep riding 7 days a week is fantastic. Thanks again all you guys do. Todd. Thanks Todd. Yeah, good to hear from you.
1: It's good to get feedback like that and also just I'm I'm glad like your knees doing better.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Keep on riding.
1: And also, we've got a little another audio postcard this time from Macnars David. He's got a story about Biking while pregnant. And yeah, I'm just gonna let that hang there. A pregnant pause.
3: Hey guys, it's Mac Nurse David, and I just wanted to get my story about riding while pregnant. Obviously I have never ridden while pregnant. But uh nine years ago when my wife was searching for a new bike, she was seven months pregnant with our daughter, and she picked out the perfect bike for her that she loved. It had the right riding position, and she rode it seven and a half miles home from the Sandy Bike Gallery location all the way back to North Portland. It got a bunch of honking and a bunch of cheers from people, Um, and she felt really accomplished when she did that, and Elliot, my daughter, turned out just fine. So, uh, you can, in fact, go shopping for a bicycle when you're pregnant, and maybe you'll find the bicycle that you love, because my wife still loves her bike, still rides it all the time, and she had gone through like four or five of them before she found that one. Also, I just wanted to say that hearing you guys read the credits every week makes me smile every time. Uh, it's just, it's one of the highlights of my week. Anyway, I, uh, Hope you guys are having a good time making this week's show and look forward to the next episode. Bye. Wow.
1: Thanks. Mm-hmm, we haven't thank even you. been reading the credits in wacky voices or anything. We
0: haven't. We might need a return of the wacky voices.
1: Well, I don't think we do.
0: Oh, okay. He, he just likes them just oh. the
1: way we read them. Hey, permission is, to be ourselves. You guys are basically perfect. Aw. <laughs> we are our own wacky voices. Well,
0: well, you know why we read the credits. Is because we appreciate all of you listening. Yes, thank we you really, all We so really, truly much. do. So thank you for your support. And don't worry, we'll get to those credits soon.
1: Um, how about now? Hey,
0: there's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's mm-hmm. great. We look forward to the fifth or sixth or seventh or possibly eighth time. Who knows? We shall
2: see.
1: The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal.
0: Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com
1: email to the sprocket podcast at gmail.com
0: call or text 503-847-9774
1: twitter and the instagrams at sprocket podcast thanks to
0: ryan j lane for our theme music
1: her bird for our headline sounder.
0: marcus norman for graphic design and
1: thanks to sustaining donors logan smith shadowfoot kathrina melangard
0: wayne norman doug robertson ethan
1: georgie justin martin eric iverson cameron lean richard basinski tim mooney glenn Kubisch, matt kelly eric wise todd parker dan Gebhardt. who's, who's a time, time traveler?
0: traveler dave knows chris smith christy
1: kaster caleb jenkinson jp
0: Cueley. peanut butter jar matt marco Lowe, rich otterstrom
1: andrew in colorado drew the welder anna you'll be home soon
0: John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division.
1: Josh Zisson, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me.
0: Hello, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainery.
1: Campsite, Mackner's David, thanks for the phone call. Mm-hmm. Nathan Poulton.
0: Chris Rosson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Florney,
1: Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman.
0: Mr. T., Harry Hugel, E.J. Finnerin,
1: Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchinson.
0: Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan
1: Tam. Derek Wagner, Jason Offenberg. Microcosm Publishing.
0: David Moore, Todd Grosbeck. Hey, hope your knee's doing even better
1: now. Mm-hmm. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Barron.
0: Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite,
1: Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kaka! and Marshall. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far.
0: Now brush your teeth
1: and go to bed.